ready. Get ready. Get ready. For the steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steve Shapiro. And now I've added myself. <laughs> the show is off to a great start, I'll tell you that. You cannot tell me that you get to all. Sandra Golden. You created, sell one of your children. It's not a big deal. Hey, Rusty Menzel. Everybody's trying to be dads and businessmen. And Drew Butler. And now that she just won the album of the year last night, see if you can parlay that with some Travis Kelsey magic on Sunday. It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome to Friday morning on the Sports Talk Radio leader of Atlanta and the Southeast. It is the Steakhouse. Open for business. And hopefully you guys enjoy uh, the next 120 minutes or so. How has your week been, Miss Sandra? So far, so good. I'm so excited to see the sun coming out because it was yucky this morning. I know a lot of y'all were stuck in traffic. 85 was shut down from about 6.30 to 8. Driving in from Driving the lake? Driving in for the Well, not. I was fine from 20, but it was raining pretty good on me, and now it's beautiful out. Yeah, it's going to be a big golf day around mm-hmm. Atlanta for sure. And weekend, the AMS for Atlanta Motor Speedway to just experience what's going to be perfect weather for the race on Sunday and Saturday. Yeah, and all folks will be in T-shirts drinking cold beer yeah. because it's going to be 60. Virtually the entire weekend. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So spring is here. Yep, time to. I uh, have decided. Get. Oh yeah, I think we're. I think we're over the hump here. Yeah. I mean, uh, not only um, is baseball in full swing down in Florida, but I get the race, which always is a special time of year. March Madness means the Masters is four weeks away. Three, four yeah, weeks April away. April fourth, fifth, some. That's the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same week as the national championships. So yeah, this is a uh, unique time of year here in the southeast for all these events that are going to be going on. Right. So. Um, I heavy heart in asking about all of you guys with students at the University of Georgia and the tragedy. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, I have a daughter, a freshman, uh, which, who's been on here before we've talked about. What's going on in Athens over the last 48 hours is just, it's unbelievable. And it's, uh, you know, for two, for two sets of parents, it's their worst nightmare. For an entire campus, it's sending shockwaves. But... Um, there was a uh, young man that took his life two nights ago in Sophie's dorm, which is well known. Uh, it's in all the papers and whatnot at Brumby, where you know we've talked about where mm-hmm, she lives. Mm-hmm. And then within twelve, that went to Marist. Yeah, that went to Marist. Mm-hmm, young man, so a lot of, a lot, of a lot of kids mm-hmm. are coming home to to be with the family this weekend. Uh, a lot of folks uh, know that gentleman. And then within twelve hours after it, a young lady goes for a run. Down there by the intramural fields, the lake area, and um, somebody didn't hear from her. It was a, I forget what they call that. Wellness check. Wellness Mm -hmm. check. And uh, absolute worst nightmare uh, found um, beaten and murdered in the woods. Essentially, that's on campus, really. It's really close. Yeah. So um, somewhere. It's where a lot of kids go to run and walk, and it's beautiful. Absolutely. mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Sophia told me that her and her friends were going to go down there the same day and say, let's go for a walk. It's nice weather. Let's go down to the lake there. So uh, they have shut down the campus in terms of of classes um, all day today. Last night, spring break is coming up. I don't know what they're going to do next week. You know, for folks like uh, a lot of our listeners, right, um, they have the luxury of bringing their kids home or the kids are, are uh, you know, figuring out where to be. They, sure. they don't want to be in Athens, obviously. But for a lot of families, listen, they get thousands and thousands of families um, from all over the world at the University of Georgia yeah. that are like, 
you know, and what's what's really happening now is all those out of town kids are coming back to Atlanta and 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 uh, close enough so they have somewhere to go for the weekend. But um, listen, you know, it, it's the it's the last. They haven't caught who did it. Is the bit the issue of you know there's they're they're stopping cars now, and I'm not sure where I was actually in Athens yesterday, and there was a lot of police. I didn't know this had happened just yeah. yet, and I just thought, God, there's a lot of police and car uh, roads blocked off. So there were checking cars, and you had to have your student ID to get past point A, point B. So it's just. Can you just imagine terrible. the resources mm-hmm. that are being executed to try to figure out what happened and. Get that campus feeling somewhat safe, and right? And cameras everywhere now. I know. But, listen, I mean, that's down by a lake in the woods and everything else, you know? I mean, anything in downtown Athens completely filled with cameras. Um, anything near the dorms, obviously. But, you know, that's a, a kind of a funky area because it's down by the woods at a track. And yeah, there's a drop-off, like an extreme kind of drop-off, almost like a um, you were looking down on a track, if you will, yes. so it goes down a little. Yep. So... You know, how are you going to feel safe as a parent? I mean, obviously, you're, you're looking into the, um, the mental health of your kid and, and how they're doing. There's counselors all over her dorm. Um, and, you know, but listen, I, nobody knows how to you – know, there's, there's no uh, guidebook for how to deal with that. Certainly. Other than to say, just talk to your friends. Come home if you want. She's making plans to uh, be away with her friends, whether it's here or somewhere else. And, uh, and, and just, you know, the, the – you know, you don't have kids, but all you, you have – so many friends who do, and the moms tell you, the level, this anxiety thing with young people and teenagers and social media and stress. And, um, you know, I was talking about it with uh, Drew or Rusty the last couple of days. Like, you know, guys, and I'm not saying we didn't have some anxiety. It's a whole different level of, of anxiety that you just didn't talk about as an 18 or 19-year-old boy when we were growing up. Suicide rates is the number two cause of death. For young people, is suicide. Mm-hmm. So to have that happen for a young man that went to Marist, that was at the University of Georgia with their whole life ahead of him, I was devastated to hear the news. I didn't know him personally, but I can only imagine the family. You have everything in the world to live for, and all you want is to somebody to tell the kid like that, it, it will get better. Like, you know, there you have a whole life ahead of you and whatever you're feeling. But, listen, um, anybody will tell you who's had suicidal thoughts, there's not – there's not rational thinking of what's right. forward. Right. So that's a lot of stuff going on. I know there's a lot of parents of teenagers that are scared to death about the influence of social media, of anxiety, of should my kids be on medication? Should they not? Anti- I mean, it's it's overwhelming, right, yeah. to process. And I don't, I don't have – I'm certainly not going to get in a soapbox – on, on telling you what your kids should be medicated or not medicated or antidepressants. I can tell you that social media and the phone and all this stuff I've been talking to parents, just how awful it is. It's cruel. For, for creating extra anxiety, right? You know the whole thing with all their friends, the TikTok thing where you can see where all 15 of your friends are at any time? Right. You know they all yeah. do that? Yeah. So, like, you know that, oh, those four are over there, and I wasn't invited because I just hit the thing, and the map comes up. You know where everybody is. So right. not only can you see where you weren't invited on social media, now you can hit TikTok and see where everybody is or you weren't as well. I mean, it's just so over the top, you know, and it creates so much added um, anxiety. So, yeah, that campus, I've been reading the Athens Banner Herald. I've been reading the AJC, been keeping up to date with my daughter. They, they are, you know, Georgia's had a lot of wonderful things happen, you know, um, 
Enrollment's up to an all-time level. Sandra, academics have never been higher. The success of sports, but there's but there's always another side of it. Oh, yeah. Not, nothing ever – life is not a perfect, it you is, know, yeah. uh, upswing mm-hmm. for, for, um, for that president, uh, Jeremy Moorhead, I think it is. He's dealing with mm-hmm. crisis. No, this is crisis. This is crisis. This is national at the high, Yeah, mm-hmm. at the highest level. So, anyway, thoughts and prayers. It sounds, you know, almost too – pablum to say it in that manner but obviously to the families dealing with that and to anybody who's got kids over there that are working through that so that's happening as well our job is to give you two hours of sports talk conversation the stuff to update you on that story of course we will do that we have a show in atlanta georgia i have a kid in georgia so we'll update you if there's some of the no, talk i think about. a lot of people are thinking about that this morning yeah for sure well mm-hmm. it's it's yeah that news is everywhere yeah and especially for folks who knew the young man um, that passed the other night. So let's get to 9 and 9 to find out what else is going on. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top 9 at 9. 9 on the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Braves baseball is back. Spring's training style. First game is tomorrow in Tampa. Braves and Rays at 1 o'clock. If you're wondering who's going, who's pitching, we don't know yet. But if you want to just kind of date back five days, Strider through on Monday – so if I were a betting person, Strider's going to throw his one or two innings this morning, uh, and they'll be on a bus. I do not think they'll schlep everybody an hour and a half to Tampa. Uh, so don't look too much into who's on the roster and who's not. So uh, we'll keep you updated as soon as they make some sort of announcement. Can you imagine what these first few series are going to look like when we finally get to see this team yeah, again? You yeah. know, I haven't seen them since. So excited since we won Game Two against Philadelphia in that dramatic fashion, which started the whole. Orlando, Arcia, oh. Bryce Harper stuff. That's the last time we got to see our Braves. Um, and then, I mean, a few new names, some bench guys, starting pitcher, but for the most part, this is your roster, man. How do you like Ronald Acuna working the English, trying to uh, get I back? applaud it. I applaud it because I know he's been able to speak English for a while, but yeah. he wasn't confident enough to go give it a go. So I just think that's such a big deal for him to do that. He's doing everything right, y'all. He really, really is. I'm so proud for him. Hawks back to work tonight. They have Toronto in town uh, as the post-All-Star All-Star Fund begins. 7.30, first tip. And uh, we'll cover it here at 7 o'clock, home of the Hawks. Toronto did play last night. Uh, they were hosting Brooklyn. They beat the Nets 121-93. to Magic are here on Sunday night if you want to go. I know you mentioned you were going to try to maybe head down to State Farm on Sunday. Yeah, good three-game home stretch if you want to watch the Hawks and see if we got anything cooking for second half of the season. Um, obviously, tonight, Sunday, Orlando, Tuesday, I think it's the Utah Jazz. So three opportunities to see. Not good news about uh, Emeka Okongu, who... Out indefinitely. Day-Day, mm-hmm. that is not... Mm-hmm. Anytime you see a lot of Bruno Fernandez... Yeah, not good. And, just, and, and, we I don't mean, talk about Bruno. Yeah, and the fact that Quinn literally just told us that they can just stay healthy... And to get this start, he going. said he was confident that maybe a Congo would be okay. Yeah. Remember, he, mm-hmm. he joined us on uh, Wednesday. Well, what he was hoping for and what the reality is are not the same because that's that's a tough way to start the second half. And Clint Capella, we all know he's got some road miles on him. So whatever, overcome it. A lot of injuries in the league. Do what you have to do. I did watch. Uh, I did watch the Mavs and Suns last night. Woo! Kyrie still that dude, bro. Dude. dude. Kyrie Irving is sick. I mean, I don't like him, and he has been a problem, you know, but he's one of the most unique basketball players that has ever lived. He's ridiculous. They beat the uh, they beat the Suns last night. 
Uh, Five Stripe Nations, let's go. Atlanta United begins their season Saturday against the MLS Cup champ in Columbus Crew. I see Mike Conti's got all his luggage. They are heading out. That's at 2 o'clock. Make sure to listen. We are your home of Atlanta United. And the Ambetter Health 400. They're turning left at Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend. The uh, NASCAR Series race 230 on Fox on Sunday. Drivers absolutely love the new AMS. They have 28-degree banking in the turns. It is You have to be really smart and strategic. Your favorite is Joey Logano to win it. William Byron, who took Daytona last week also. Keep your eye on him if you're a betting person. Good stuff. By the way, uh, we were talking about opening day Braves. It's a Friday afternoon, April 5th, against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So that's... Uh, I think they opened the season in Philly and Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's right. So it's going to be till April 5th till we get to see them live. Back In home. person. Yep. yep. So um, excited. Hey, when we come back, uh, listen, um, I, I don't want to get another soapbox, but, like, I talked about Jay Williams dissing Caitlin Clark. You got another coach, uh, another guy who's like, oh, I didn't really mean what I said. You know, these things? You know, Microphones. Yeah. We kind of know. Rick Pitino doing a mea culpa. Was it okay what he said about his team, and is the apology make up for it? We'll get into that. Talk a little Braves. Lots happening. Sandy, steak, fastest two hours on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back to more of the fastest and most fun two hours in radio. It's the Steakhouse. Yeah, let's go. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Night 23, 9 o'clock hour on Sports Radio 92.9. The game is brought to you by our friends at Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results, advancedhair.com. Listen, a lot of guys here are listening to the show, um, and women, but a lot of men are coaches. You may coach 8-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds. You may coach JV or high school. You may be coaching college. Um, and I think I want to hear your thoughts possibly on Rick <laughs> Rick Pitino. God bless him, man. Man of a thousand scandals who, uh, uh, gosh, went after his team the other night. We'll play the cuts for you, and he has an apology, I think. And just in general, how far can you push kids these days? What can you say about him? Damon Stoudemire, I know you have thoughts on that as well, Sandy, from the other uh, night. The uh, conversation most of this week, Sandra, has been about – you know, Justin Fields and the follow and the unfollow and who I'm fo- and who I'm in touch with, answering questions about the Falcons, answering questions about his frustration. I want this to end. Um, it's making me anxious. I want it to be over. And the consensus, at least myself and Drew yesterday, was like, that's adorable that you want this to be over. But, you know, when it is over, you're going to be paid an incredible amount of money. Um, you are going to have every opportunity to be a uh, multi-multi-millionaire starter in the NFL. And the Bears are in no hurry to show their cards in terms of getting the best for Justin Fields, even though conventional wisdom in Vegas has Atlanta by far as the lead for him to be starting here next year. Have you ever heard that term, mystery is better than the history? No. Mystery. Mystery is better than a history. So... If I was in Justin Fields' camp, I would say to him, the moratorium on you is there is nothing to be said. Right. No podcasts, nothing on social media. You are basically the most mysterious man on earth. Right. You have zero to gain 
from causing drama. Zero. Yeah, even the notion, Sandra, I know that's how Randy explained to us, you express your dissatisfaction. Like, literally, that's what you do is you unfollow your team. You follow other teams. Now he's following Bijan and Drake and the Falcons and, you know, which I don't know what the win there is. I guess that's part of how you express yourself in this modern-day social media. But, um, you know, it, it's a variation of your mom saying, take the high road, there's less traffic up there. Yep. And I'm not suggesting Justin's not taking the high road. No, I'm but just I would saying agree that you're you. talking too much. There's too much noise coming out of your camp yeah, with I mean, nothing to say because you're just – you're almost like, come over here, look at the spotlight – that the team that drafted me 11th overall doesn't want me anymore. Now we're paying more attention. I don't get it. I don't see a win for Justin Fields talking about it at all. You're going to end up somewhere as the perennial starter with a chance to earn one of those uh, obscene quarterback starting salaries in the next couple of years or sooner. It'll all work out. It's first-class problems, right? You know, we're talking to a guy later, C.J. Nikowski, who played on like eight major league teams, yeah. right? And Japan. <laughs> you know, like he, it, but, just, and, yeah. I mean, I only mention him because I'm looking at our, our sheet. And my point is like, you know, and and not to mention all the guys out there that are worried about massive layoffs for their jobs, which are happening now, mid, major corporations or guys that travel like. And I'm not saying that Justin Fields is asking, what was me? But when he goes, this is really frustrating. I want it to be over. Like, you know, buddy, it, it's going to play out. You'll be under center in New England, or you'll be under center. Put your head down, in, go in, work out, in go Atlanta. vacation, turn off your phone. Yeah. Turn, like well, you right cannot there. control right what's going on. Turn off your phone. I, I was watching matter. a rant the other day. Like, you know, the stress is only caused by you continuing to read rumors about everything. Instead of saying, "I'm going to work out," I'm going to shut down social, and I'll find out where I'm going in the next four to six weeks. You know, I I think what's fascinating is we have no idea how the Atlanta Falcons feel about him. We have no idea, as Raheem Morris and his crew have been watching all this Justin Fields tape, like, are they like, this is our guy? Or are they like, way too big a gamble for what we're going to have to pay? Rather just pay all that money and go get Kirk Cousins, who we know has won at this level, who we know has won playoff games. Like, we just, and of course the Falcons have no reason to show their card. So it's a game of cat and mouse, right? The Bears. Falcons have to get it right. I agree with Drew 1,000%. Overspend. Who cares? You have one chance, y'all, to get this this so fan base back. So do you believe back. the overspend means if you get Kirk Cousins, you oh, got it right? Uh, whatever he wants. What right. it, <coughs> so you consider whatever, Whoever Kirk you Cous- decide is your king to, king to the promised land, just write a check because it's supply and demand, y'all, who's available and what teams Well, need. there's only one guy that you're going to have to out. I mean, you're going to have to outbid everybody for Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Or if you consider Russell Wilson. and I mean, I don't think anybody – Thinks that Russell Wilson is as short a bet as Kirk Cousins right now. Otherwise, Justin it, Fields is in the chatter when there's four teams that are interested. Right. So you're saying offer more, but then you're not offering your number eight pick overall. You don't want to give up number one pick. Not with this defense that we talked about yesterday. It's not really bringing back anybody that can rush the quarterback with any consistency. So, I mean, and again, nothing's guaranteed. Do you feel like could Justin Fields excel here and go to the postseason? Yeah. Could we be talking about late turnovers, terrible road record, which is what he had, and that we don't feel good about re-signing? Because, by the way, if Justin Fields doesn't work out, we're going to be talking about all next year the fact that we're not going to re-up his contract right. and we're back in the quarterback That's business. exactly right. So, you know. Um, and those draft picks, I get more and more scared. When you talk about the draft that Justin Fields was in, off the, the top three were Trevor Lawrence, 
Trey Lance and Zach Wilson. Yeah. Two of those right? three are adorable. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I, you you have such a chance of the of the draft. It's such Here's what a, I think's oh. going to happen, Dave. I don't know what you think of this. I think New England is, especially if it's Drake May, is going to have to go Marvin Harrison Jr., who's the best player in the draft. And and maybe it's Mac Jones, but we're but you know the the best player in the draft is Marvin Harrison Jr., who's going to be a top receiver for ten years without a doubt. And, and I don't think that they're going to take a shot. Look what Sandra just said. There's three guys in and that I draft. Think what only year one do you want to go through of two thirds of what you like thought Jayden was going to be did, great did not work out? Yeah, I think that there's going to be a quarterback that is not top three. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're Jared Mayo, you go Marvin Harrison. We haven't had a Number one receiver. My receiver, right. You know, like, th- this is a guy that – and if they think they can fix Mac Jones, who was, by the way, on the Pro Bowl two years ago, two years ago that guy was a Pro Bowl, in the, a rookie, and in the playoffs. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's two years ago. So if they think they can fix him, they take Marvin Harrison Jr., and now the Drake May, because I think it's going to be Daniels and Caleb Williams right at the top, and then everything is thrown around as well. But I, I don't see New England – Taking Drake May at three, not not when they have Mac Jones and Marvin Harrison sitting there. No, not unless they trade that trade, trade that, it down. Trade it down. That's the only way. Don't you just want Marvin Harrison Jr. if you're in New England to say this this guy like we don't have to worry. They've been so bad at receiver for so long. And I don't want to go too much, but I think New England is fascinating at three, right? Yeah, I mean Marvin Harrison is just fascinating because even if you're the Bears, as bad as Caleb Williams. Should be that number one pick. How do you like walk away from a wide receiver that, like that? I mean, he's like he, he's AJ Green, Julio Jones type. That's what he is. Let me play Rick Pitino for you the other day. Here he was after the game, not happy with his team, and says they make me miserable. Essentially, I think they're unathletic. I don't think they move well laterally. I don't think they're going to pick it up in next week. Um, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally. Even even the Celtics when we lost, enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year. But this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had Un- since I've been coaching. Unbelievable. No, that was unbelievable. Even on that awful Celtics teams I coached, I enjoyed every minute. What he's essentially saying, and words matter, I enjoyed every minute of that team this is the worst experience ever. And they're winning a lot more than that Celtics team. Right. And he just told you a guy by name can't move laterally. Here he is. Is it after beating Georgetown, I assume, the other night? Here is Rick Pitino trying to go back on that. I went home, talked to my wife, and came back, and I said to my staff, anybody in the guys, any of them upset? said a couple of feelings of hurt. So I immediately went in the team and told them, I absolutely love you guys. I would never, ever want to embarrass you, but it's my bad. I'm at fault. I should have never mentioned anybody by name. I didn't mean it. I was trying to talk typical clinic talk like I do. I didn't mean it when I mentioned you by name. When I gave the name and said you can't move laterally, didn't address the part about, now he's talking about the moving laterally thing, right? What about the part where he said this is the most unenjoyable experience I've ever had? It's like you were saying, Sandra, about Damon Stoudemire the other night saying, I'm going to eventually get my own guys in I here. can't wait to get my guys in here. <laughs> right. Yeah, so then you got to walk in that gym the next day and go, okay, I don't see your guys here today. What are we supposed to do? I have a hard time just personally if I know my boss is, you know, if Mike Conti says, I, we're blowing all these shows up, boom, we're getting new people in here. I'm going to have a hard time going to work. Yeah. I don't or, like or it. Maybe- and by the way, 
I guarantee you, you can remember something that someone said about you, probably verbatim, because you can't unhear right. it. Here's more Rick Pitino kind of apologizing. And I'm really, really proud to have them, but I totally apologize to them for doing that. It was no intent. I was very calm, very collected, and uh, I wasn't ripping them. That wasn't my intent, but words matter. Um, I just need them to move laterally. If they would just <laughs> move laterally, if I think we could all get along. Well, we are the world. We are moving laterally. You know what you can't take back at all is you said, because that's really you about. You can't unhear it. You, you, you can't take back when you said, this is the most unenjoyable coaching experience I've of my had. life. Yeah, there you go. Right? So, that like, what do you do with that? The parents of those kids. And it, it's like, you know. You know, Wednesdays with Rusty is some of the most unpleasant two hours of radio I have to do. <laughs> and then Rusty's going to come in here, right? <laughs> Rusty rocks. I survive it, but it's unpleasant. Like, just stupid. Like, words matter. And it's the opposite here, right? Because we got a great thing going. But, yeah. How do, you, how, how do you throw that out there? And then I don't even think he walked it back, right? How well did he walk that back? Not really. I told him I loved him. I love him. him. I love him. I loved him. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have called him out laterally. (laughs) (laughs) Classic, man. All right, when we come back, it's the tailgate. There is a real live Stetson Bennett update. Is he closer to being back in the National Football League than you think? We finally have some answers. Steak and Sandra, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The show just hits different. It's the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. We are the radio station that you are spending more time with than at any point in history of sports radio. As the ratings from our start of the year... I snuck into Conti's office. It's it's a good time. It's a good time. You know, Mike Conti's got his game face on today because he's got Atlanta United he coming does, up, yep. right? Mm-hmm. You, you have to. You notice Day Day? He's got his uh, game face on today. Oh yeah, definitely. He's ready. I was like, bro, I saw those those numbers. Like, you should be celebrating. You just were in Alabama for four days hanging out. Like, you don't have a care in the world right now. Like, things are. You know, United starting. Atlanta Hawks are back and they're doing their thing tonight. This Falcons off-season talk is going to be great for the station. All those things are happening at once. and But, you know, you know how guys are uh, start of a season. I guess. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of guys in the start of a season, um, C.J. Nikowski uh, is joining us for Buy or Sell live from Brave Spring Training. Yes, he that's, is. That's coming up in uh-huh. a little bit. 10-20. Yeah, the uh, 9 o'clock hour is brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. AdvancedHair.com. Listen, can you- I bring up something about uh, baseball and their uniforms? Do you know this controversy with this MLB fanatics? Have you guys all seen this and how the pants are all see through? Well, Twitter, God bless, went up and got in some people's business. And by business, I mean, I saw way too much for some major league baseball players yesterday. That's how see through they are. That's how see through they are. Yeah. So you're seeing like how healthy uh, folks are? Or not. Either way. So, and yeah. are they getting, and are more they getting, importantly. Are they getting to, called out for that? I'm telling you, nobody needs to see that. So, And by the way, when they go to tuck in the yeah. their, the jersey, you can see all of it. When you bend Serious? over it, you see all of it. Do you it. guys notice that? I mean, not that you were looking, but 
Oh. It wasn't really trying to stare. <laughs> yes. Right. It's kind of like. You can't unsee that. It's really? like Rick Patino's words. Yeah, you that's it is it. one of those type of things where, like she says, they, it's they there, bend over and you're just like, oh, my God, what just happened to I, me? I also just had, I just, I, I will tell you, I get a big kick. Um, so what are they going to do, by the way? They're going to have to fix that, right? Well, listen, may, the Players Union is involved now because not only that, there's a, there's a stupid, like, band on your sleeve here. Every why why are you messing with the uniforms that, that Must were be basically a huge deal with fanatics? Well, Michael let's Rubin. Buy, keep. I hope they kept the receipt because yeah. they're all coming back and they're going to be in discounted at TJ Maxx and you're going <laughs> to get some of the game worn and it's going to be great because they are. By the way, they're ugly. Yeah. They're, they look super cheap. They look like something's like the knockoff that you buy on the corner. Right. No, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my own. I'm gonna do my entire. My own intense investigation in the break. You should. So you're welcome. Rel- you're welcome, everybody. Relatively speaking. Also, I just noticed. I didn't see this yesterday. You know, Larry in the truck. Our buddy uh, Larry. Larry. Yeah. Yes. He sent me a video message on Twitter, which I, which I do like that Larry doesn't text me back. He actually films himself and he responds. Well, he's driving all day. He's one of he, our. And he re- he's best not listeners. he's not happy with me. What he's you not. Do? I had a Jay Williams rant yesterday. Mm-hmm. Did you see what, what Larry said, Day Day? Did you watch it? So I said, I don't understand um, why Jay Williams would go out of his way to say what he said about Caitlin Clark, say she's not great. I said, Is it, you know, it, it feels like there's almost like, because she's this, you know, diminutive little white girl that it bothers him that she is now the king of the sport and there's like a, an agenda. And I'm not calling him racist. I'm saying it bothers, like I can't figure it out. And, and, yeah, sometimes, you know, it goes both ways. You know, uh, white people are, are, are biased. Black people are biased. It feels like there was a bias there. And Larry's like, you had no right to bring that up about Jay Williams. You have no idea what's in his heart. Listen, I, I'll take it as constructive criticism. Okay. Larry said he may not engage with the show. We, we may be on a, I may have be on suspension, right? Oh, and I don't want to be on suspension. Mm-hmm. I've no, been, no. My wife's put me on suspension um, other radio stations have put me on suspension, some longer than others. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now Larry in a truck is sounds like I'm going to be Larry, suspended. come back to us. Turn yeah. that frown upside down. He didn't mean it. Yeah. He just, a lot of times just as we're just spitballing here. Yeah, like I mean, I get a lot of extemporaneous. He didn't mean it. It's a lot of extemporaneous speaking. That is true. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Is Larry a Duke fan? Uh, no, no. He, he liked what he said, but he says, I shouldn't have brought up the race word. And I didn't really bring it up. I was like, I don't know what Jay Williams agenda. You were screaming, and you—I could see you going down that rabbit hole. I was in my car, and I was like, "Uh oh," because you were—you got yourself worked. How up. do you take yeah. the most? How do you take the greatest? Scorer I think it's just more. Of, col- forget what color she is. It's the female thing that bugs people. Yeah, but he's—he's he's backing up uh, Diana Taurasi. Oh, she's white, so mm, maybe that wasn't all right. Good well, one. we, we, yeah. we no, tried to move tried. laterally, <laughs> and it didn't go well. So, so, so we, we really tried to how, move. How do you? How do you? Don't get me started. How do you take the highest score in the history of college sports basketball and go? She's not great. Like, how do you? Just forget about Please. it. Please. Don't even. Yeah. It's time to tailgate. No, Maybe tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Sean McVay did a State of the Union yesterday from Rams headquarters, and mostly because he's lost six of his best coaches. Obviously, Raheem and Zach and Jimmy. And uh, guess who is... McVeigh's very best friend, which I did not know this. Raheem Morris. 
Raheem Morris, he said, that is my very best wow. friend. And I am so proud for him. And he was singing rave reviews. But also was asked when they were just talking about a lot of roster changes, a lot of what's coming, and then this happened. What is, um, you know, being sensitive to the situation, but but what what is the situation with Stetson Bennett? And how, if at all, is that going to impact you guys in terms of looking for another quarterback? Yeah, I think the first thing is, is, is you connect with him, which, you know, we'll do that at the appropriate time and you figure out or where are you at, and um, and is this something that we feel like is is best for him and for our football team to bring him back into this ecosystem? Yeah, that that's a lot of nothing. Uh, if Stetson Bennett was in any way a part of the Rams' immediate future, he'd be living out there. He'd be working out. He'd have a relationship with his new uh, coordinators. He'd be basically. No, we don't know that he's not out there right now. No, he's not. He, I mean, you know, he's not there. I, I, I know. I places, don't know. I, I know. I'm, I'm, He's not a part of the Rams. You already just said we'll, we'll reach we'll reach out to him when the time's right. He's not in the building. He's not working out. He's not a factor. Listen, Stetson Bennett, God bless. I hope he gets you – know, we talked about mental health earlier and the tragedy that happened in Georgia. Stetson Bennett obviously has a lot of personal demons that he is grappling with. That's not, you know, uh, uh, that's not, you know, happenstance or just fodder. Right. You know, you knew it a little bit when he was at Georgia. You knew it after the incident in Dallas. You knew it when he was all of a sudden a third-round pick that could have been playing last year, and he was already off the team. In a perfect situation in L.A. He was so, in the best. Yeah. So he is still trying probably to figure it out. But to me, what I hear from Sean McVay is we absolutely are not ready to count on Stetson Bennett sure. in any way. Yeah, we're, we're pulling for you, Stetson, so hope you can get it together. Uh, Rusty Mansell told you. Last December was one big cluster mess when it came to signing day, the portal, the top 25, the announcement, the date. So last year, I'll remind you, the final college football playoff top 25 came out December 3rd. The portal window opened the very next day, December 4th. National signing day was just over two weeks later on December the 20th. That is about to change, as Rusty told you that it would. It looks like coming up this year, They will have signing day the Wednesday before the championship weekend, which is December 4th. And then that'll give you a chance to lock it in before the transfer portal would open two weeks later. Which, by the way, solves a lot of problems. Yeah, well, they they had to start pivoting because it's nowhere near the same climate as it was when it was very clear signing day and then early signing day. And now there's just way too much other stuff going on. They had to change. This EA College football story, college football, the game coming out, is just so intriguing. So EA Sports announced that they will be paying. They will be paying each kid that opts in, okay? All 134 teams are represented. Each kid has a chance to opt in. So if you're on the roster, you can opt in, and you will get a $600 payout plus a free game. So if you're doing your math at home, I guess the game is around $70. So a $670 payout. If you choose to opt in, all right? Girl math quick. There's over 11,000 FBS college football players. You're spending about $6.6 million on NIL deals for a game that was doing $80 million in annual sales before it was discontinued 10 years ago. So this is a relative drop in the bucket to EA Sports. Yeah, but you're also taking care of thousands and thousands and thousands of college you're football players. You're taking care of the long snapper. That doesn't, get, you don't know his listen, name. Listen, 98% of kids are not getting any real NIL money, right? So you're giving them something. You also get to live on 
in 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 like listen is it, you guys tell me where does where does this sport rank in terms of video gaming isn't this one of the all-time most popular sports in history yeah i don't play i don't play this but i even put on twitter today about do gals play this is this a girl dad kind of thing or are you playing it's just football? a very very popular game that now you're you're a part of forever if you're making real nil money it, you know so so obviously the quarterback isn't going to get the same but at least they are getting something if you want to be included i agree right. with you it's kind of like well i don't want to not be there right you know, like, like carson be... beck has it could say 600 bucks is nothing i'm not going to be in there right and ea sports is kind of like okay that's adorable we'll just move on or we'll, or we'll have yeah you have no leverage at all well to say. yeah like they don't need you the the, the sport is is popular enough the game is. Yeah. They don't need you. Right. But a Quinn yours or a or or, or the big names out there. Well, I just said Carson Beck. Yeah. Favorite to win the Heisman. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have to be in I there. I just feel like just do it. Take your 670 and move on. And yeah, you get I mean, your money elsewhere. Not everything has to be. They're going to make a lot of money. They also spent a bunch that, uh, to, to create that game and all the announcers. David Pollock's one of the announcers, along with all the ESPN guys. Uh, yeah, there's Jesse 20- Palmer. Mm-hmm. Is Kirk uh, Herbstreit, Chris Fowler, Reese Davis. Uh, I was glad Pollock was um, in, in there as well. Twenty five have been listed. Yeah, no Pat McAfee in the mix, but I don't think Pat McAfee probably wanted to be a part of. It. He's not a traditional game announcer, but neither is Pollock. There's so. also no um, none of the no sideline females. reporters or studio hosts. Which uh, I, I look at the big names: Holly Rowe, Laura Rutledge, which I also I found a little strange. Jen Lotta. I mean, the name goes go Tiffany. I don't know the game. But I don't think they have sideline reporters. Maybe they, they don't. So. I know Pam Oliver got paid for doing the NFL. Yes. So that, I don't know what's going on there. So The NFL game, which was, I don't know. Which I believe part. it was Madden. Okay. Because I remember talking about it. Are there sideline reporters included. in Madden? Yes. At all? Okay. They're getting paid, if nothing else. Yeah. All right. Is that everything? That's it. All right. So you said some long snappers going to go to Longhorn and treat everybody, right? I just say I think it's good that they have an opportunity. The third string running back is going to have the same opportunity yeah. in that particular instance. Hey, so, I don't think it's like don't die on that hill of well I should be getting more for EA Sports. I agree. It's not happening. When we come back, Shannon Sharp. I don't know how this podcast has taken over the world, but it has. Another viral moment keeps happening. Johnny Manziel. Listen to what he has to say about Reggie Bush. I think you'll have a reaction. A reaction. We'll do that when we come back. Sports Radio 929 The Game. 1001 on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, we appreciate uh, all our listeners, especially Fridays when we will uh, buy or sell. Coming up uh, about 15 minutes with CJ uh, Nikowski, uh, voice of the Braves, the best broadcast team, best broadcast booth in the business. He's taken over for a lot of the Jeff Frank core mm-hmm. games. And Glavin, too. Glavin's backed away. Mm-hmm. And Glavin, who's mm-hmm. living that nice life down there at 30A. God bless him. I follow his wife. She's awesome. And that's where we all want to end up. If we, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 years. How much longer are you going to keep doing this? If you, it was your March choice. March 7th. <laughs> I'm going to Vegas, and I don't think I'll be back. That's but I've had a great run. You're going for a, a bachelorette, bachelorette party. party. Mm-hmm. And where are you guys staying? Uh, I don't want to say. Okay. Is it on the Strip? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, is it like a surprise? You just don't want people stalking. You? I don't want people. Stalking. All right, sorry. You know, I, I just got off Facebook for some issues. So, listen, oh, you did. I just how long ago did that happen? I didn't. Uh, this just in. You don't have to go making a huge announcement when you do it on the book of the face. You just yeah. log off. Are it's you so ag- are you agitated by a couple of things or not? It's just kind of weird stuff. It's just not necessary anymore. Right. Like so, the answer to your question is <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to understand what you're at. Like huh? I'm retiring soon. <laughs> okay. Maybe next week. Do you see yourself? Uh, <laughs> forget it. We're not gonna. Do you see yourself being here? What will last longer, the next Falcon coaching regime or, or – well, no, because it's usually about a three- or four-year run. Right. That's fair. It's yeah, a three- sure. or four-year run. And I hope Raheem's here for six or seven. God, I, I hope Raheem's too. a Mike Smith mm-hmm. run and not an Arthur Smith run. What do we think Dady was uh, – I'm going to guess Mike Smith was seven years. Arthur Smith was three. I'm going to say Dan Quinn was five. I mean, I'll look it up, but, you know. I'm just curious. Do you think you'll be somewhere in that realm? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm ha- Listen, this is the greatest job ever. This is fun. This is two hours for two three hours. days a week. Yeah. So what about you? you have you thought come- about that? You love it. I you have need to, to be heard. I, have to I need to be no, heard. I don't need to be heard. I don't need to be heard. <laughs> but this is fun. Like, I mean, it is fun. It's we're coming in and talking about, you know, how often do I get to talk about the dynasty and Tom Brady? We get only on Mondays? Only a, I, I told I was telling him during the break that episode three dropped last know. night around nine o'clock. I was like, well, yeah. this is interesting. Suddenly. Yeah. I mean, now I've got my plan for the evening. So a mm-hmm. um, couple of things want to mention as well. Uh, Hawks start back there. Uh, it's not the second half of the season. They only have 26 games left, but they're they're going tonight. Uh, Atlanta United is tomorrow, tomorrow. two o'clock in Columbus. Mm-hmm. So Columbus is good, right? They eliminated they're defending uh, champs. Oh, they won. All. OK. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Um, so that's big. And then uh, the combine is Monday, yeah, starting Monday. Monday. So a lot of that stuff is going on. The right. race is Sunday. NASCAR fans, I know it's going to be perfect weather. Get down there and support our locals. It is, I'm telling you, if you want to watch a great race, drivers, there's 37 of them. It's their favorite track to drive if you were to poll each of them. They literally had the promo running from Dale Earnhardt Jr. saying, if I was to tell NASCAR fans and point to one race to go to, it's this one. So the banks on those corners are freaking 28, and it is up and at them, and it's so fun. So that's Sunday at 2 o'clock on Fox. Yeah, and uh, Braves baseball back against Tampa. We have not announced the starter, right? Yeah, tomorrow. Um, We will. Tomorrow, well, 1 o'clock. Today, Tampa. we'll find out who's going to pitch. That's right. All right. Uh, Shannon Sharp is just blowing up, man. I mean, he leaves um, our buddy, uh, that silly little show on uh, on Fox Sports. Who is he working with? Skip Bayless. Uh, um, he's back on ESPN. He's got this podcast where he put on Cat Williams. The thing went crazy. Mm-hmm. Then he had Monique on, I think, last week. Yeah. And then now he goes back to a regular sports guest. He's got Johnny Manziel on there which was pretty compelling stuff overall. Johnny Vansell basically saying, oh, yeah, I lost 35 pounds. And Shannon's like, well, how does that happen? Um, a lot of blow. Like, that's how it happens. Like, no no qualms. I was doing a ton of cocaine. I lost a lot of weight. So he is dropping truth bombs, right? Here he is talking about his relationship with Brian Hoyer in Cleveland. We'll get to the Reggie Bush stuff in a second. Brian Hoyer had been waiting on opportunity to be able to go 
really provide for his family, get an opportunity. And he saw how much of an upper hand he had on me. Mm -hmm. And he didn't hold back when it came to that. So there was instances in the quarterback room early on where I would ask the same question a couple times and he'd be at the head of the table and go, again, we're doing this again. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Do I you have a problem with that? No. And I also don't think it was hard to make Johnny Manziel look bad back then, right? He literally told us he never studied film, couldn't care less about it, didn't do any of that at Texas A&M, similar to what Mike Vick told you with the Jim Moore. Jim Moore used to give him CDs back then to watch game film. He'd throw them in the back yeah. of his car, and he never yeah. took a look at him. Johnny Manziel was the same guy. Yeah, your teammates aren't exactly uh, amused with this. Right. We're trying to make a living, and we're trying to stay healthy. Yeah, and, and I think, by yeah. the way, they weren't friends, and I think you should treat a coworker a certain respect, but also he knew – you know, the more I emphasize this kid isn't ready to play, the better chance I have. Right. And every time he keeps asking the same question, I'm putting myself in a better light. And there's a quarterback coach in there that that the, uh, the head coach of the Browns is going to ask, how's Johnny Manziel coming along? The more you can be in the quarterback coach's head to say, no, he's 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 struggling, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Not that he yeah, needs Brian Hoyer to point that out, right? You just need to be around Johnny Menzel. It's just such an intimate room where there's four people I know, that in a room. Normally... I just I don't know how you go to work every day like that. Well, yeah. Except that Hoyer probably had enough of the nonsense. Dude, we worked in a situation where we had a producer that used to roll his eyes when I said, I don't want to talk about this. I want to talk about lifestyle and I want to talk about food and I want to talk about – and he's like, no, you got to stick to this. And, like, I, I was in that every morning dealing with it. Yeah. Eye rolls. Back of the, uh, remember how toxic that was? Mm-hmm. This guy's trying to tell us how to do our show because he wants to talk about the Braves 365, uh, seven days a week, right? Mm-hmm. When I knew better, I know what people want to talk about, which is everything, right? Which That's is exactly lifestyle. Right. And getting the eye rolls. When's the next show? The real sports guy's coming in. So, yeah, that's not fun, mm-hmm. right? So co-workers do do that to yeah, each other. Yeah, uh, no, that's why I, th- I just thought it, that's a room of three or four, yeah, too. Yeah, and so. we were four or five mm-hmm. It's toxic. Situation. It does. It's a toxic Makes way it, to go to work. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why we're not there anymore. <laughs> yes, which is why Larry and his truck just gave He's, me a – he just – do you see what he just said? You guys are back together. Give me a pass. You're welcome. He said because of you. That Well, because again, of you. again. All right, here Another he is. Another one. Talking about <laughs> Reggie. He's talking about Reggie Bush. <laughs> Reggie Bush did some stuff, but I might have, too. Do you believe Reggie should get his Heisman Trophy back? Without a doubt. It's, it's legal now. What Reggie did then is legal now that somebody could do. Right. It wouldn't make him ineligible now, even though it did at the time. And in the grand scheme of things, I probably did way worse than Reggie. Right. And everybody's going to sit here and be like, why does he still have his Heisman but Reggie doesn't? And I can tell you the exact reason why. I explained this on Twitter and people didn't really understand it, but the way I was told, because the last three, four years, he deserves to be on that stage with us every year. Right. So Johnny Manziel is saying, of course I took money, I took gifts, I took everything. Like, if you don't think that's going on at every single SEC school to keep players, of course that's what was right. happening. Georgia did it. Auburn did it. Um, you know, uh, Charles Barkley said I took a pay cut to go to the NBA when he was at <laughs> Auburn. I mean, it's true. Like, yeah, it's not even – it's funny, but Johnny Manziel's like, I did way worse. Of course he did. He just happened to get caught. Here's more on Reggie Bush. Get your thoughts on this, Sandy. What I've been told is that Reggie can't get his Heisman Trophy back until the NCAA um, makes his records and his accolades on the field for that year reinstated. Okay. As we know what the NCAA is now, 
What do you think the chances are that they're going to do the right thing? So he says, I am the number one uh, supporter um, advocate in for that Reggie. room okay. every year. Nobody more than myself is pushing for Reggie Bush. Mm -hmm. He called him the greatest college football player that he's ever seen. In the Heisman room. In the Yes. It, okay. Every yeah. year when okay. he's there. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting that he's the – he goes, I don't have the juice I used to have. I may be the only freshman to win the Heisman. He goes, and I don't have the – like every year that goes by, I'm less I'm less. Well, do you relevant. agree that the NCAA has less and less power as each hour approaches? Like they, they just don't you, you, hold the gravitas that yes, they use. Yes, you're right about the power, and you're also right that people are like, whatever. Okay, yeah, they got his parents a house, and USC broke rules, and Texas A&M broke rules. And Georgia broke rules, and Auburn, I mean, they all did it. And Cam Newton's dad asked for a bucket of money from Mississippi State, and uh, Johnny Manziel's dad asked for $3 million from Texas A&M, and Reggie Bush just happens to be the scapegoat because he got busted really badly. I think everybody would be comfortable with Reggie Bush being back there and giving him back Yeah, perception's trophy. reality, so I think he's in good shape. R Reggie, I, I find it interesting that Manziel is the I know, one front and center. I know. He does sound... Pretty articulate. That documentary, clear. did you guys all watch that documentary? Yeah, yeah. It's really good. The only thing that really bothered me was at the end where I believe he's smoking a joint at that barbecue. He's definitely drinking beer to open yeah. it, right? So he's he, just talks about trying to get sober and, and it doesn't. But does he talk about trying to get sober? He talks about I was messed up. He talked about rehab and then breaking out of rehab or right. whatever. He, I mean, As I remember he's drinking that. a beer during the, during the yeah. documentary. Listen, he's not sober. Johnny Manziel doesn't appear to be, but he does appear to be clear thinking in this video. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to tell you, AA will tell you, that you can't have a half a sip of wine or a gummy. Other folks will say you can learn moderation. Most addicts, learning moderation is not something. Um, you know, anybody play golf with John Daly lately? You know, he's a lot of fun, but, I, you know, uh, he's also a guy that's been down that road. So, listen, it is what it is with Johnny Manziel. It's just I'm pulling for him. I mean, he's very likable in that he doc. Is in that Don't you agree? Like, I, he's just... He's, I think he's really likable in yeah. this interview, especially. Yeah. I mean, he sits forward in that chair and starts talking about Reggie Bush. Like, let's call this guy. And I... Dude, Reggie Bush... Todd Gurley was a little bit like this to me, that, that if you're on the 22-yard line and you give him an inside handoff, there's a chance he's going 80 yards. Every single time you felt like... Like, if he gets a little crack here, he's going to be gone. And I felt that way a little bit about Curly, but Reggie Bush more than anybody. Yeah, yeah. And what a star he was in New Orleans mm -hmm. and, and fits that he gave the Falcons, dude. And people that do business with Reggie and have worked with Reggie are fantastic. They love Reggie. Yeah. Reggie does business. Dude, he, he, he's a star, dude. Yeah. He's a big He's a star, dude. He's a star, dude. 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 Bro. Uh, where are so we? So excited for CJ next. So excited. Braves baseball. This is good. Hey, this hour is brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this season. Visit mancavestore.com. Hey, we're talking about all these video games and all that, especially all these, like, vintage games at Man Cave Store. It's right there up in uh, Jim, off of Jimmy Carter. On, yeah. on I call it, like, yeah. Furniture yeah. Row. Go in there and see how they have combined, like, 30 games in one apparatus that you can have in your house. They're awesome. So if you're, there, this, if you're there with Bobby V this weekend at the Man Cave Store, as a dude, that's a good outing. Oh my goodness, yes, that's and, a good outing. And, and just like, play golden tea. They have take the my new... twelve-year-old if I oh have Bobby. My, you'll cry. Yeah, it's great. All right. Finance and just take it home. Bobby, Life's we got short. two things to do this weekend. Bobby, watch the dynasty at least three or four times, 
and then go to the Man Cave store. That's right. Two things we have to do. <laughs> That's right. CJ Nitkowski, when we come back live from Florida, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Thanks Shapiro, Sandra Golden. We're headed to Northport, Florida. He's the voice of the Braves. I mean, Sandra, you're just gushing over this guy. Listen, like, he's you got, guys, Did you guys date back in the day or an, something? An, like, what is listen, going on I'm here? Listen, I'm sure CJ doesn't even remember me, but I covered the Braves when he was here in 2004, and I always was like, he is so funny and so smart, and right. teammates love him. And you know what? He is a real journalist. Journalist! Six or seven Emmys, you'll ask wow. him when he's coming. He's CJ, very good. What kind of lead-in is that, CJ? It's big, right? <laughs> It uh, doesn't get any better. So two things. One, yes, I remember. Uh, that's one. Two, I'm, uh, you're not going all the way down to Northport. I'm sitting up in Alpharetta right now. Oh, you're oh, back. I'm back from spring trip. Oh, you're back. back. You're back from yeah, the so. uh, excitement. So get it. Get, did you, were you living in Atlanta and doing the Rangers? or what? Give us a little bit of your journey over the last uh, 10 years, and then I, we got to get into the baseball journey as well as a player. Yeah, so it goes back a little further than that. I played here for a little while in 2004, and then we moved here uh, in 2006. So we've been here 18 years Okay. Uh, while I was still playing. While I was playing in Japan, we actually moved here right before I left to go to Japan and then Korea. And then so, yeah, I was doing back and forth seven years with the Texas Rangers, and I was just I was doing the travel thing and spending about 130 or so nights uh, away from home. Uh, it was a great job and a great gig and, and great people, uh, but definitely was starting to weigh on me a little bit. Did and you so meet the your opportunity to come here? Did yeah, you meet your great. wife here? No, we met in college. We've been okay. married for 25 years, and we met all the way back uh, when I transferred to St. John's in New York. Uh, I transferred there in the fall of 1992. It was the first time I ever saw her, and, uh, yeah, we've been together since. So if we were to ask her the top two places she enjoyed living through those journeys and Ooh. the two pl- and the two places, uh, we're, we're going to be nice. We'll say nice folks, yeah. nice folks, but we're not putting at the top of our list. What would Mrs. Nitkowski say were her top two travels and maybe not at the top of the list? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good one because, you know, there's certain places like even in the minor leagues where nice communities and everyone was comfortable. Maybe the kids enjoyed it when they were younger. And then there's, you know, what have been the best places that you've played. I'm not saying it because I'm here. There's a reason why we've lived here for 18 years, and that's because uh, when we played here, we fell in love with it and knew that we wanted to kind of make this uh, our place to, to call home for good. Uh, so Atlanta, I would assume for her, uh, is right at the very top of the list. I played for the Houston Astros uh, when they were a much more likable franchise in the late 90s, and we ended up living in Houston for about eight or nine years before we moved here. Um, so I think she enjoyed that one um, as well. And then there's just all the fun experiences that you have along the way. I would say that she might put Oklahoma City near the bottom just because she never had to deal uh, with tornadoes before, right. uh, which she did when I was on the road. And the kids were really young. Uh, so that was a tough one for her. For a girl from New Jersey dealing with tornadoes in the middle of Oklahoma uh, was a little bit of a challenge. But I, there was never, I never felt we were in a place that we didn't like. It was a bad place. How was, um, but I think those kind of experiences. How was the food, how's the food scene in, in Japan and Korea? Sounds like that. Uh, was- we loved it. We loved it. Yeah, Jap- I, I, know, I hate to say this because I, I love both countries, but I like the Japanese food more. And this is really going to make uh, Korean folks mad. I like Korean barbecue in Japan better than I do. Oh, oh no! Wow. Like, oh, well, because are you trying? Know, the Yakiniku style of Japanese barbecue. Um, but they were all great. Like a lot of spice in uh, Korea, and I am not a spicy guy, so uh, that that's probably the one thing. But they had a lot of Western options, and I absolutely loved Seoul, uh, South Korea. Great town. And, and my two youngest would love to go back. They went to school in Japan 
when I was playing there for a little while, and they have some really good memories, uh, and they're dying to get back at some point. So really no complaints, but if you made me pick, uh, I would take the Japanese. Check out Heirloom Barbecue, by the way, if you haven't. Korean okay. uh, wife, yeah, Southern uh, old school Alabama Southern guy. They have that combination right. of Korean uh, slash Southern barbecue. So that's our little mm-hmm. tidbit: heirloom Ooh, barbecue. There you go. Hey, did you? My ever- son yeah. loves Korean barbecue. My oldest, he's twenty four, went to Georgia College and graduated. And, uh, he absolutely uh, he loves Korean barbecue. CJ Nitkowski with us. We won the World Series a few years ago. Your team, you covered, won it last year. This is a team that's favored to be at the top. What do all those teams have in common, and how hard is it to have it all come together at the right time, like happened for the Rangers and happened for the Braves a few years ago? Yeah, it's an interesting, right? You go back and you look at the Braves' win totals over the last three years, and it was the one that when they were in the 80s that they won the World Series in the two years in which they won better than 100 games. They did not come home with a championship ring. What I learned from watching the Rangers last year, you know, my first six years they were a sub-500 team. They bring in Bruce Bochy. They continue to spend a lot of money over the last couple of years and bring in some big-time uh, players. And then all of a sudden, um, it just clicked. And it was a really good year. They were on pace to win better than 100 games. And then all of a sudden, we find out, you know what, man, they limped into the postseason. And I really didn't think they were going to win, quite honestly, because they dropped three out of four uh, the last series against Seattle. They lost the division the last day. So they went from, if had they won the last day of the season, they're going home for five days, just like the uh, Braves did to get that break. Instead, they lost. The Astros won. They had to fly from Seattle to Tampa to start the postseason. I was like, man, these guys are they are probably done. It's really unfortunate. And they got hot at the right time. A couple of guys stepped up. You know, that bullpen on paper is nothing like the Braves have right now. That bullpen was really light, um, but they got it going at the right time. Offense was awake. You had guys that stepped up, and, and that's what it's about. I mean, I will never, ever say again that you need momentum going into the postseason because the Rangers had none. Right. Right? They had absolutely no yeah. momentum whatsoever. So it's really hard, obviously, to win a World Series. You feel like you could have everything right and uh, every player right, and you could get bounced in the first round, and then you could sit there and limp in the way that the Rangers did and win it all. So it really just comes down to game by game, as boring as that may sound, um, and making sure that guys are healthy and stepping up. And then other guys, when a guy goes down like Max Scherzer, Somebody else steps in and does the job. And that was Jordan Montgomery for the Rangers last year. CJ, tell us about spring training because we hear don't look at that stat or this really matters. When you go down and been a part of spring training, what matters? Health, right? I mean, especially for this roster, right? There's so many solidified spots. There's very few battles going on. There's very little that is unsettled. And it's not just that you have your you know position players and your pitchers locked in, uh, but you have really good ones, right? A really strong roster. So for me, it becomes about keeping an eye on health. It was interesting talking to Spencer Strider about his spring and how does he treat it. And what he said was, you know, last year I knew my place on the team for the first time. And so he almost you know was playing around with some different ideas in spring and almost felt like he didn't say this exactly, but I got the impression that he felt like he was pacing himself mm-hmm. and then realized he wasn't actually where he needed to be to start the season. And so now I'm cranking it up almost immediately. Live batting practice against Austin Riley and Matt Olson before position players even report. And learning from what uh, his experiences were a year ago to make sure that he's ready to go from day one. I would say that for the Braves, based on recent history, the other part of that is how do you make sure that you're ready to go uh, into the postseason? Obviously, you got to win the division and get there first. Uh, but this is also a team that has had a you know a couple of bumps in the road right before the postseason has started yeah. with injuries. Uh, so health is the big one. Health is always the big one. I don't think you're worried about talent level or anything else like that. Uh, and just making sure that everybody's getting their work in, they're feeling strong, and you start the season with everybody you thought you were going to start the season with. How well do you know Chris Sale and um, 
what does he add on a lot of areas, not just talent, but what does he add to the roster? Yeah, I did not get a chance to talk to him when I was down in Northport, but certainly have watched him a lot over the years. Uh, I think we've heard a lot about what he brings, kind of the intangibles, and you've heard other guys already talk about it. Another thing that I heard from some of the pitchers was uh, you knew right away that he was all about winning, and that is welcomed here in a big way. Uh, because, of course, this team has a legitimate chance to win a World Series again. So from that standpoint, there was an immediate fit in. Then it's what, you know, that extra level. One thing I've said to people that, um, you know, you take it for what it's worth, and, you know, sometimes you don't, do you need to be animated? Do you need to be loud? I use a couple examples of things I saw over the course of my career. When I was playing in Houston in 1998, we traded for Randy Johnson. Uh, That was a team that won 102 games. We got him at the deadline. He changed the dynamic of that clubhouse in a way that you didn't think you needed. Right, because things were going great. Team was really good. Here comes Randy Johnson. He's animated. He's fired up. He's a nasty lefty that comes from a low arm angle, and you know it's it's a you know it's a mosh pit every time he took the mound. And there was something too that I think everyone else was drawn to, and it elevated the team. Max Scherzer last year when he got to Arlington and seeing that uh, firsthand, this team was on its way and playing really well. Here comes Max Scherzer, and he changed the dynamic of the clubhouse in a way that you didn't think was even necessary. And I think it made all the difference in the world. I know he got hurt and he was trying to give it everything he had uh, in the postseason, but there was an element there that was added that I don't think anybody felt like was necessarily needed. And also you're like, Oh yeah, we kind of needed this. And so perhaps not knowing this clubhouse that well yet in Atlanta, that Chris sale is going to bring that same kind of intensity, that same kind of additional uh, influence that's animated, that's competitive, that an already good team, may not have realized they need it. All right, let's do it, right? Uh, a little buy or sell? Here we go. No. It's time for buy, buy or sell, sell on the steakhouse. Did you just say you were nervous? Yes, I saw all be. the talk about this. I'm it like, this, for me, I feel like this is where the focus is. Nobody cares about what we just talked about no. the last 10 minutes. Don't blow this. Right <laughs> You're going to be great. Okay, so I'll, uh, you and Steg are both going to answer all the fun I'm going to host. All right, first up, right. CJ, baseball pants should never be white. Buy or sell? Uh, I will sell that. I don't mind them being white. My bigger thing is they can't be see-through like they currently are right now, apparently, uh, in Major League Baseball. There's a real pants issue, but I'm okay with yeah, white. Yeah, it's not a good look happening now, but I'm okay with it. Bye. I mean, they're really not flattering on a lot, a lot of no. I mean, well, listen, some, my, but okay. I, I'm, listen, I'm not wearing white anytime the, soon, but these guys are u- uh, unique athletes. Raw oyster steak by uh, yourself. Bye. I'm a New Orleans guy. I love oysters. Bye. CJ. Uh, absolutely buy. Sounds delicious. I, I mean. heard Venice has some of the best raw oyster joints and happy hours down there where okay. you guys are watching for yep. Northport. There you go. Uh, Spencer Strider wins the National League Cy Young. Buy or sell, CJ? Uh, it's an easy buy. I would say also that Max Fried should be in the conversation. The Braves are the only team in baseball that have two top ten uh, pitchers. I think the, between the two of them, we'll be having this conversation late into September, but it's an easy buy based on the area. Yeah, there's only a few guys even that are at his level. I buy. His stuff's nasty. If the curveball is for real, yes, I buy. You're digging Beyonce doing country music. Buy or sell CJ? Uh <laughs> This seems like a really controversial topic that I want to be very careful of. Um, but I don't know. I'm like, I know I, this is going to be another terrible thing I'm going to say. I, I, not that I'm not a Beyonce guy, but I don't don't know much about her music. I haven't listened to a lot of it. And uh, I, I don't know. I like where you're we are. You're on the fence country, here. So. Yeah, the, yeah, you got to yeah. buy or sell. Hey, listen. Soft, it's what's, a, what about a soft sell? Soft sell such, is good. Such a thing? You know, it's good. Okay. I, I, it's okay. I, buy, I don't know why that song's getting any, you know, purists say it's not country. I buy it. 
I buy all the way. It's the number one uh, stream. And R&B. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. All yeah. right. Uh, buy or sell steak going to the zoo? Well, um, I have a lot of friends at Zoo Atlanta, so I'm going to buy. Listen, uh, my kids are 19, 17, and 12. We're not going there too often, but I buy going to the zoo. CJ, don't you think steak's kind of waffling No, I'm not waffling. I love Zoo Atlanta. I love Zoo Atlanta. Okay. A little, wa- little bit. Yeah, so I'm going to sell as it stands right now because I'm older, but my kids 24, 22, and 16. However, I very much am looking forward to taking some grand- grandkids. Grandkids. Yes. Grandkids to the zoo. But that's when I'll be buying again, but currently so. So in case you were wondering, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift spent yeah, the day at the zoo in Sydney zoo. yesterday. I was wondering. I was, yeah. I was wondering you. a lot about it, yeah. <laughs> Buy or sell. Broadcasting games is better than hosting in the studio. Buy or sell, CJ. Oh, easy buy. Get asked that question a lot. You know, I've been fortunate to do just about every role in this industry. Nothing beats being at the ballpark, all the action, all the fans, and the opportunity to be a part of a big moment. Yeah, who wants to be in a, in a studio? I mean, buy. Well, some people prefer that. Really? Just, yeah, yeah. Being a host. If you like makeup, that's your spot. I, <laughs> that I, I buy the uh, broadcast. Buy or sell steak. Charlie Woods will win a PGA event in the next three years. Tiger's son, Charlie. I know. He was uh, 16 over yesterday. No, that's not going to happen. He's a nice golfer, but, I mean, he's no he's no factor if his name isn't Woods, so I sell. CJ. Uh, also sell. He's only like, what, 15? 15, yep. yep. Yeah, a little early. Yeah, this poor kid. I can't imagine trying to be Tiger Woods. Yeah, son. and he's getting heat free in 16 over. Like, bro, what do you expect in this yeah. situation? Well, so. we expect him to win. That's what we well, expect. I, I CJ, not. are you a good <laughs> golfer? You enjoy golfing? Uh, so also selling my golf game. I really like playing. I haven't played in a few years. I had back surgery last year. I'm trying to get my act together. I would like to be back out there, um, but it's been a few years. Spring training is too long. Buy or sell, CJ. All right, so as a player, you always feel like it's too long. I am going to sell because the reality is you need those six weeks. Whenever we see players that sign late and join spring training a couple of weeks in, they never get off to a good start. It's just a necessary evil. Uh, way too long, especially as a media guy. I mean, my yeah. God. I got We have four and a half. How many more weeks do we have to keep trying to make stories? Yeah, out of- March 28th is opening day. Yeah, yeah in yeah. Philadelphia. I buy way too long. Dan Patrick, buy or sell, CJ. Oh, my gosh. We just got to flat out, like, no reason. Just we like him yeah. or dislike well, there, him. There's so a we're reason. Doing Hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't get the details. I mean, obviously, he's, you know, he's a legend in the industry. I, I don't watch his show. Haven't seen it in a few years. But outside of anything that you're about to tell us, I mean, I, I don't dislike him. Okay. So I have to buy. I buy Dan Patrick. I, his uh, His product now I don't consume, but, you know. Uh, him and the I don't like the whole Danette thing that he yeah. does. Yeah, like there's me and then the Danettes. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody wants to be titled that. But I buy Dan Patrick. Uh, CJ, do you know that many people say you sound exactly like Dan Patrick, which is a great. Oh, I thought we were talking about the uh, Lieutenant Governor from Texas. This oh, is no. different. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, you do my have bad. The pipe. Um, you, you oh, really? You've you heard that pipe. before? Pipe. No, I've never heard that. Yeah, um, yeah. It's. I have people asking me. I, I don't. I mean, I'm just pipes. listen. I'm just happy to be working. Um, yeah. So, hopefully, I will tell you that the person who's heard my voice the most does not find it as pleasurable, maybe, as others might think. And that, of course, is uh, my wife. Your sweet wife. Ron Washington. Okay, Braves are going to miss Ron Washington more than we realize. Buy or sell? I am going to sell because Matt Tuiasosopo is a former teammate of mine. He is now the third base coach for 
uh, the Atlanta Braves. He could not be a better human being. He is the guy that you are rooting for to be awesome at this job. He's also a former infielder. Walt Weiss, of course, is the bench coach, but he is a former infielder, former rookie of the year. They have what they need to get it done. Uh, Walt Weiss, too, by the way, from my small hometown of Suffern, New York. He oh, and I wow. both. Yeah. Uh, he grew up right down the street from me, a little bit older. And so I'm pulling so hard for the success of these guys. And obviously, Walt's had a ton, but, yeah. but Tui is new. Um, and getting this opportunity. So, yes, Wash was amazing. And, Tui, you'll see some of the stuff on the, on the pre- preview show coming up in the middle of the month, talked about the things that he picked up from Wash and coaching third base and working from infielders. So he's passing it on, and we'll miss the personality, uh, but the work will get done. Love it. I mean, you answer. talk about a dissertation. This guy, are you his agent? <laughs> My God. No, I'm just, I love I it. I love him so much. No, no, no listen. I love, I love Tui so much. The, yeah. You're asking me, we'll miss uh, Wash? Yeah. Like, tangible? Like, I think, are we going to no, miss him? No. We I mean, he's a great guy, and he was great with infielders. No third base coach affects the success of a team, okay. and I totally agree with the, the staff they have now. We still have the best staff in baseball, even losing Ron Washington. Right on. All right? Okay, that's a good answer. And last but not least, the Savannah Bananas, buy or sell? Buy or sell? CJ. <laughs> So I'm kind of this is my cranky old man. I I mean I get it. I'm I'm really happy that they're doing well and people like seeing them. Um, would I take dollars out of my pocket to watch? Probably not. Wow. And so that's why it's a sell for H- me. Hating yeah. on the bananas. That's I like yeah. the honesty. Yeah. Disliking. I mean, yeah. I mean uh, I like watching a chubby Johnny Damon run around the bases uh, twice a year, <laughs> right? Uh, I, yeah. bu- I buy the Savannah Bananas. And we're playing this because they they play Can't Stop the Peeling. Get it? With the bananas. Oh, <laughs> Can't Stop the yeah. Peeling. No, so they're coming to uh, Cool Ray Field. And if you go, it's sold out in like one second. And the nice. the cheapest ticket is over $700 to get in. So it's, it's what? kind of cool. So I know. It's crazy. So, wow. I, I know. CJ, you did very well. What did you think well of the game? Well done, CJ. Uh, yeah, I don't have to be concerned. If we ever do it again, I'll way less you know. uh, concerned about how I was coming into this. Outside of like, I, you know, I know like if you say something bad about Taylor Swift, you're going to get hammered. I feel like I might have opened myself up a little bit on Beyonce. No, you're uh, fine. Hopefully not. No yeah, we'll okay. put your uh, we'll put your social media for Beyonce lovers for <laughs> yeah. sure. Thanks, CJ. <laughs> we'll CJ, see you. you. We'll see you at the ballpark. Great job, Sandy. That's buy or sell with the newest voice of the Braves, CJ Nitkowski. We'll wrap it up. Three strikes. Sports Radio 92.9 A Game. In honor of Black History Month, Sports Radio. Now more of the Steakhouse. Make some damn noise. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 10 o'clock hour brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this season. Visit Man Cave Game. Mancavestore.com. Big game tonight's the Hawks tonight, Raptors. Uh, I'm not happy about uh, Anyeka Kongu out. Nothing against Bruno Fernandez. Nice guy, but way too many minutes for a guy that is limited. And Bruno Fernandez, what did I say? Fernandez? Bruno Fernando. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't, no. no. Um, so that's what's going on tonight. Raptors and Hawks Sunday got the Magic. Tuesday got the Jazz. And uh, Atlanta United start their season tomorrow in Columbus. Tomorrow at 2 game. o'clock, just, uh, Atlanta United just released their roster and what's going on. So if you want to take a look at that as well, don't forget about the race. Best. Atlanta Motor Speedway coming up Sunday at 2.30. All right, uh, here's our three strikes questions. Fill the lines, please. Show us respect. I mean, that's the least you can do. We just gave you a whole week of at least above-average entertainment. <laughs> better than mediocre. Definitely better than mediocre. Fair enough. Baseball voice of your childhood. The baseball voice of your childhood. The farthest you've ever been from home. The farthest. We were talking about Japan and Korea. 
uh, with Mr. Uh, C.J. Nitwiski and Nitkowski. Say it again. Nitkowski. What did I call him? Nowitzki. Uh, oh, Nowitzki. <laughs> What's the matter with me, dude? Get it together. Pronounce some names on the radio. Listen, I pride Somebody's myself on give getting your... it wrong, so I'm certainly not correcting you. I'm not behaving like a journalist. Journalist. And the uh, something in your closet that it's time to throw out. Something in your closet it's time to throw out. I've got, uh, I've got a, <laughs> I've got a Tulane football half shirt. Like a receiver shirt. Yeah, that has like, to go that's now. That's mesh. That's mm-hmm. mesh. Oh, now no. I would never wear it. So why but, do you have it? I heard you talking yesterday about Kimberly possibly being, you know, just ho- keeps too much stuff. Yeah, hoarder a little bit. She went. She doesn't like the word hoarder. I said clut- clutterer. I, you said hoarder, but I knew what you meant. Like yeah. just, yeah. Yeah, get rid of stuff. Yeah. Piles of stuff and corners. and. So would you let somebody come in and clear out your closet? Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, for sure. So that Tulane shirt should be up front. Right. So just so it's easy to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Goodwill. But I don't want to get rid of my fraternity I have my fraternity shirt. I don't get rid of that. No. Because my daughters may want it or wear mm-hmm. it or something, right? You know, but I Even the half shirt you could make into something cute for her. You think? What's your tiniest it's daughter a mesh. she could wear? <laughs> it's, all right. Uh, baseball voice seat childhood, the farthest. I'm sure it is a mesh. You've ever <laughs> been from home. It is a hot mesh. And something in your closet that it's time to throw out. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. You know the number, call it. So what's your take? I'm very upset. It's time for you to sound off with three strikes. Bring it the f*** on! On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You got anything in your closet you want to throw out right now? Or Plenty no? of stuff. We'll I'm do doing the then. major. I am. Major closet clear out. Uh, Doug and Jefferson, what's the baseball voice of your childhood? Ben Scully. Farthest you've ever been from home? Switzerland. Something in your closet, time to throw out. Some old blue jeans. Hey, Freddie in Duluth, who's the baseball voice of your childhood? Kiner, New York Mets. Farthest you've ever been from home? Vienna. Something in your closet, time to toss. Matt Ryan jersey. Okay. You probably sell that thing. Maybe. Uh, we got Fred in... Oh. Fred in Duluth? Did we just take him? Okay. Hey, Freddie, what's the baseball voice of your childhood? Hey, John, what's the baseball voice of your childhood? John, are you there? You got some problems. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. What's the baseball voice of your childhood? What's the baseball voice of your childhood? Skip Carey, man. Growing up with your dad. Yeah, TBS. On on the Superstation. Heck yeah, Pete Van Weeren and Skip. I was Ned Martin and Jim Woods. Okay. Was doing games, uh, baseball games. Kirk Gowdy, no. Sean McDonough, who does games for ESPN, grew up with him. All right, we got one more call here. Who is this week in baseball? Mel Mel Allen. Allen. Mel Allen. That we used to watch. This week in In baseball. baseball. All right, we got a wrap. Okay, whatever. We'll say hi to Andy and Randy. Coming up, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Jack, score! Every Tuesday night at 10. Jason Longshore gets you caught up with the world of soccer with Atlanta Soccer Tonight.